Now, the Sports Cards and Collectibles Radio Show with Darren Kimura. Brought to you by the Honolulu Chinese JCs, Papa John's Pizza, Comics Etc., Fairway Independent Mortgage, MonsterBreaks.com, and Aloha Card Shop. Welcome to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Show. Uh, it's been a it's been a fun week off. I know Josh mentioned uh, me spending uh, some time up there with the UH basketball team and running into him at the Dollar Loan Center was uh, a, a fun game to watch. wasn't a fun result, but it was a fun game to watch. Uh, I am your host, Aaron Kimura, broadcasting here live from the beautiful downtown studios of ESPN Honolulu. If you got any questions or comments on products you want us to talk about, maybe players you have some curious you know curious thoughts about, maybe looking to buy a few or thinking maybe sell you know maybe it's a good time to sell some and get some money put aside for christmas gifts and you're wondering if it's a good idea by all means give us a ring 296-1420-808 296-1420 or shoot us a text same number 808-296-1420 we'll get those questions answered on air here of course we do have a trivia contest coming up later we didn't get a chance to tease the answer uh in the uh, earlier bobby curran show here so i want to i want to give you guys an opportunity to do some studying and give you a hint that it has something to do with not winning super bowls so that's my hint here so you guys have a good chunk of the show to kind of study up and uh, try and memorize all the different teams that have not won a Super Bowl. And hopefully that'll help you uh, get, get ready for our trivia contest here because we are giving away a 2020 Panini Prism NFL hanger. And yes, that is the Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Tua Tango Vailoa, Jalen Hurt. That is that rookie class. And um, it's kind of one of those sad things. I'm looking at Kyler Murray on the cover here. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, Kyler Murray is not going to be playing the rest of this year. But it's an awesome prize that we're going to be giving away later, as long as you understand Super Bowl futility. And uh, give you give you a few hours here to study it up and see if you can't lock it in in the next, uh, you know, couple minutes before we ask the trivia question. Uh, and also, too, a couple things. Uh, next week will be the last show for the year. We're going to be doing away a bajillion giveaways. I mean, that that is a literal number in the finance world, a bajillion. And, uh, you know, Tanner's over there trying to look up how many zeros is in a bajillion. And, uh, yes, we, we are going to be giving away a bunch of uh, prizes, and it's going to be sort of our holiday giveaway uh, show. So we'll make sure that we have a bunch of prizes, a bunch of different trivia contests and stuff for you guys there. Um by the way, uh, for the record, um, no, we're not giving away that. Uh, I just got a text right now. Are you giving away the prize? No, 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 no. We're not going to do the trivia contest right now. Uh, but, uh, but yes, we will be giving it away in a little bit. Uh, we do we do have a very special guest joining me at that, and you know, uh, to start this show. I know Tanner's a little tied up on the phone, so we'll. Uh, we'll hold it for a sec, but uh, do wanna do wanna let you know we do have our special guest joining me right now, and uh, long, long, long time Bengals running back coach, uh, Jim Anderson. Jim, I you know I'm 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 always happy to talk to you, and uh, I, I want to thank you for coming back on the show here. Uh, Dan, thank you for having me. You know when you joined the league uh, as a coach in '84, I mean, you're talking about uh, a time where maybe video was still on reels and film and everything. And now nowadays everything is digital is we're coming to sort of this last quarter of the year that does the film study change you think, because over your time as a coach, you've seen the technology change. Do, do people's approach to, to how they do the film change you think? Oh yes. It, it's changed drastically because uh, when I first came into the league, we did it, ourselves individually as position coaches. Oh, wow. But now, uh, 
now the the, the league has re- evolved where you have um, offense and defensive uh, quality control guys who do a lot of the breakdown work for the position coaches. And now the position coaches, they just have the breakdown, and now they can just go from that breakdown and uh, implement the game plan. Well, my longtime, uh, a longtime running backs coach, you, you've you've seen kind of the, the the study habits kind of come and go for some of these players. Are there, so is is it early? Could you tell early on certain running backs just kind of had it? They, they they were just great students. They just absolutely, they they were focused. Well, you know the thing about a lot of athletes, they're focused. Uh, because they're athletically inclined, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they a lot of them when they come into the league, some you know some come in ready and and they're prepared to study and and know the little bit more intricate part of the game. But when you come to the pro level, you know you have to find tone those skills and not only the the, the physical aspect of it, but the mental aspect of it, because um, you you want to do so much film work that when you get on the field. You've already seen it, so you don't have to think about it. You just react, and it's, it's like visualization. You you have seen yourself in that situation so many times from your film work. And a guy, a lot of guys have to be trained to do that mm. because uh, some guys are just gifted. You just give them the ball, and they say, go. You know, right. <laughs> but then when you get into pro football, it's not that simple. You know, you have those big guys working up front for you, and you have to let them work for you and you can help them with little intricate things that you do and um, you're, you're a team. But if you just go on your own and you just, you know, instead of going on the aiming point on the outside leg and you go on the inside leg, that, that uh, offensive lineman, he doesn't have eyes in the back of his head, so he, he can't see that. And so you have to just tune these guys in and say, hey, this is why we're doing this. This is the footwork. This is the aiming point. Now, you know, you got to press it. You got to freeze and tease it. You got to do all the little things that make the difference between being good and great. And then the other thing is the ability to make someone miss. But we're lucky we're talking to a longtime Cincinnati Bengals running backs coach, Jim Anderson. And, and, and coach, I know um, fantasy football wasn't necessarily as big. Uh, when you first joined the the coaching ranks in '84, but <laughs> by the time by the time you retired, fantasy football was big time business. Uh, you know, we're coming to again this this tail end of the of, of the season. It, it, what's the conversation like in in the coaches' room? How do you guys decide? Okay, we pretty much know where we're going to be. How do we decide who we sit, who we rest? I mean, th- this is a it's a brutal league, right? These guys are bigger, faster, stronger. They're they're monsters. They're um, in terms of you know physical gifts, uh, but they're still getting hit by monsters with physical gifts. You know, so um, with all the safety protocols and everything put in place, it still at some point comes down to coaches sitting down to say, hey, m- maybe we should sit these guys the last couple weeks of the regular season to get them ready for the playoffs. How, how does that factor in? To, to the conversation? I don't even think that even factors into the conversation. Ah, interesting. I think, you know, I think that what goes on with coaches, it's like, what do we need to do to win this game? Mm. You know, each game is, is so vitally important. It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to get to the playoffs, yet alone uh, to win a game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, you know, how, how, can this, how can the players contribute? In other words, if uh, it may be a special teams guy, it may be your short alignment. 
you know, and so you may go heavy on the linemen. You may go heavy on the DBs. But a lot of times the push is that guy who plays on special teams. Hmm. Because if he if he's a heck of a player on special teams, he's going to play quite a few snaps. So he's very important. So if you have a guy other than being really short in the offensive line, you know, those guys have to step up. Just like uh, we had two guys step up here in Cincinnati last week, 11 and 16, the wide receivers. Right. And they're teams guys. Right. You know, they're special teams guys, and they just go in now. And the, the barber said, who next? And they stepped up and, and made big contributions to the game. But uh, you can't sit them because uh, they're, they're, they contribute on teams. Right, and where right. some guys they don't they don't they don't contribute as much on teams, and um, that's why they sit, you know. But the, the biggest thing is, coaches go out to win every game. Now, if a guy is dinged up towards the end of the season, and you may have the playoffs uh, right there, you, you're you're already in the playoffs. You may you may rest that guy, but on the other hand, you want momentum going into the playoffs. Ah, right. You know. You know, it's just like now, you know, a player. But when we used to practice on a Saturday, it used to be a walkthrough. But now they've changed. You know, the, the league has changed where now in the middle of the week, they kind of hit a wall and they hit mentally. And then they, they pick up the tempo going into the game. So they're kind of picking their engine up, getting that engine reared up, you know, getting it going so that they can go and rev up so they can get ready to play on Sunday. Is that different than how it was when you first entered as a coach? I mean, were, were, were practices just more physical from the jump of the week? Or, or you know, or have, have the schedules changed a lot? Or is it just perception? We think the schedules have changed a lot, but in reality, it was always sort of light in the beginning, rev it up in the middle of the week and get it going for the end of the week. No, it's, it's changed quite a bit. Ah. I mean, now... You know, there's, uh, it, it, I would say there's, there's no grind to the game. Hmm. Interesting. You know, there's no, there's no two a days with pads. Oh, right, right, right. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't have that now. As the season progresses, now when as you get into the season, like at this stage of the season, I think the one of the thing guys look out for, look for is the victory Monday, mm. and that means when you win the game on Sunday, you're off on Monday, and you're <laughs> off on Tuesday, so you don't come back in. And to go to work on Wednesday, but in the meantime, you know you got to come in and get all the treatment you need. Mm. You got to you got to come in and get some light weight uh, weight work done, and then the game plan is uh, they send it to you or to your pad, and so you start looking at tape and film uh, probably on Monday evening. So as these seasons have kind of evolved, I guess, and, and even have how sports science, I guess, has evolved. Uh, are, are you as coaches finding it uh, necessary to sort of, I guess, hold, hold someone accountable for conditioning as much? Or is there so much information out there that you know when the guy walks in on Monday, or, or so I guess in this case on Wednesday, that he's done the work Monday, Tuesday? No, you know, you, you, uh, you, you monitor, monitor them. And then in practice, all the guys wear a vest. And this vest monitors all the steps, all that work, all the action that they've done all week. Oh wow. And so if a guy's and so if a guy's doing X amount, they may lighten his load towards the end of the week. Huh. Or they may say they may say, Hey, 
you, you you know you played X amount of snaps in the game, so we're going to give you a veteran's day off, hmm. especially an old, especially an older guy, and uh, especially a lot of linemen too. Mm-hmm. So as you guys are preparing, so, though, I mean, this is this is this type of technology didn't exist, of course, in '84. I mean, as these things are coming forward, I mean, they're just there's just more and more tools available to you coaches to make more informed decisions, not only with every practice, but every player's, basically every player's session every day. Well, that's true because everything is, everything is geared to the players. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you want to make sure that they're, they're as healthy as they possibly can be and they're ready to go when, on Sunday when it's game time or Monday when it's game time or Thursday, whenever that day is, they're, at, they're ready to go. They're at their peak. And you don't want anything to distract them from that, even the food they eat. You know, you know, a certain period of, uh, during the week, they eat X amount of food and then a certain type. And then as they go towards game time, they eat more protein, more things that give them, give them energy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you know, it, it goes all the way through. It's, the game has changed where, you know, the player, he's got to be, He's got to be ready to go. He's got to be conditioned. He's got to take care of his body. He's got to eat the right foods. And uh, the, the team is going to monitor all that. So they're going to prevent injuries because if you're hurt, you can't play. Right, right. And the check still gets written. Well, it is, the check gets written, but the game's going to be played no matter what. Right, right, right. You know, and so that's why the next guy up is so important, but yet, you want to take care of everybody on the team so they're ready to play. And it's the littlest thing, you know, you some of these guys are like, you know, like thoroughbreds, you know, like right. just yeah. a little thing. You know, a little turn here, a little turn there. They can get a little tweak and you know, if they don't feel right, they know their body. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, they they definitely know their bodies. And so if they don't feel right, you know, it's just not gonna be right. But if they feel they can go, they'll go. We're talking to longtime Cincinnati Bengals running back coach Jim Anderson. Uh, Jim, we're up against the break. Can I uh, can I hold you on till after the break? I got a couple questions about how you guys approach uh, drafts and free agents. Certainly. All right. We are. When we'll come back, we'll have more from longtime running backs coach Jim Anderson. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Show on ESPN Honolulu. Listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Radio Show on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show. Uh, my guest is longtime uh, Cincinnati Bengals running backs coach uh, Jim Anderson. And, and, and coach, uh, we were talking a little bit coming out of it about, you know, you, you were saying players really, they just know their bodies and, and, and everything. And um, the, I guess with all the technology and everything that's out there and, how, you know, how does the preparation change from week to week, is it is it where there's just all this information that's provided to you by the teams, or do individual teams have sort of films guys that they have to go compile all the films and they have to break it on down, and or or is there sort of a standard database of of films that's provided? Well, in today's times, you know, you have this unlimited film; you can see every game. Mm-hmm. So it's it depends on your coordinator how far back he wants he wants you to go. Mm. because uh, there was a time when you got three games and then you would go and to talk to other teams and get five, six, seven games. Interesting. And you, you'd, go, you'd go way back. But now 
you have access to every game that's played in the National Football League. Ah. And then your your quality your quality control guy, he goes he's always working ahead. Always. And he he's looking at uh, films, breaking it down, working on tendencies. He's always a, a week ahead of what you're presently doing because the, the the position coach, he just until he gets towards the end of the week, like a Thursday or Friday, he, he's he's right on uh the other team. And when I say Thursday or Friday, it's it's not until Friday evening or Thursday night that he he begins to do something with uh, the other team. Wow. Other than that, but you're always working, you're always evaluating what they're doing, how they're doing it, and uh, you may even go back to last year's film, or if you played them two years ago and uh, that defensive coordinator was someplace else and he was on that team, you go back to where he was coaching that team and to see what he did against your offense. So there, I mean, there's there's so much information. I mean, basically, it's, it's it almost gets to the point where it seems like everybody kind of knows what everybody's doing. It's just a matter of who could execute that play that day. Well, it's it's all tendencies. You know, you you know what their tendencies are, when they're going to do things, and uh, there are certain plays that you execute at a certain position in the field, and everyone that's in the game they know those whatever those type of plays are, and you just have to be alert for them. If you've seen them once, you'll see them again. And uh, and if they got you once, they'll try to get you again. Right. But what they'll, they'll do, they'll, they'll mix it up. They'll mix it up with a different formation, maybe with a different motion, with a different guy. But but the play is essentially the same same play. Well, Coach, now we're coming to the end of the season, and I know that there there's you mentioned the work never ends. I mean, but you're, you're scouting all the way through to the final play of the final game. But when the season comes to an end, at, at what point do the coaches get together and say, okay, let's start looking at our potential draft guys? Or is that something that's, like, even at this point, there's already a team starting to put together sort of a draft board for the Bengals? Right. Well, the, that's your scouts. Your, your scouts are, you have a, a West Coast group, or you have a Midwest group, you have an East Coast, you have a South Coast uh, scout and these guys, are they're out looking at games or they're making campus visits to get background information, hmm. and they're compiling, they're compiling the board right now And um, because you're, you're, you're in total assessment of, of your roster every week. Every week, you, there's, a, there's a guy from 1 to 57, and you know who that 57th guy is. And so when it comes time to that draft, you kind of know where the holes are in your offense and your defense and what you're looking to replace. And, and I'm not only talking about on the college draft, you're talking about free agency also because mm-hmm. you have a, a, a pro personnel guy, and his job is to look at nothing but guys who are potentially free agents the next year. And can, can they fit into your scheme? Can they fit into your, your cap count and, and everything? And so uh, – this is something that uh, I know when when we first uh, when I first got to Cincinnati, we would uh, uh, the season's over. We would just turn our hats around. We said, "Coach on the front," and we'd turn our hats around and say, "Scout," because we didn't have an extensive scouting uh, personnel group at that time. And then uh, we would be on the road every day, 
huh. when Marvin when Marvin when Marvin came in and uh, talked about scouting, you know, we we acquired we got more scouts and our personnel people got more involved, and the coaches got less involved, and the coaches were more involved in football, but they still they were still hands on with the draft because if you if you draft somebody, I tell you what, you want to have worked him out. You have you want to have had the opportunity to have a feel for that individual before he comes uh, to your team. Well, we're talking to longtime running backs coach for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, Jim Anderson, and uh, you guys drafted a guy who uh, let, let let let's call it what it is. The uh, the icky shuffle was was pretty catchy at a time uh-huh. where celebrations weren't you know they, they weren't as scripted i mean they there there were a few guys who had a few things and of course eventually you had guys like prime time and all that but the, the icky shuffle was pretty special what, what's that conversation like when you guys are looking at someone like him not only from a talent standpoint but also you know from a personality and all that what, what, what's that conversation like well you know you have to remember you go back and do your research and then Icky, Icky had one really dominant year in college. Mm-hmm. And that was his last year, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he was—he was somehow he just turned on the, turned on the gas, and he made his mind up that he was going to be the player that he could be. And uh, John Montgomery was his his running back coach, and uh, John brought him to the front, and he just he just took off from there. And so, when you do that, you know, remember now, Icky was a second round pick, right? And so, and he didn't play initially because James Brooks was a starting running right, back, right? And he and he didn't play uh, initially, and then we played. He played the Jets, and he got in there, and and after that point right there, you know, he got more playing time, and he and JB split the time, and we had a heck of a backfield. You know, we had Icky, we had James Brooks, we had Stanford Jennings, Mark Logan, and we had Stanley Wilson. So we were pretty dang good mm-hmm. at that time, mm-hmm. and every and everyone everyone contributed and did something. So, and and then when he did it, you know, it kind of it kind of grabbed the town, just like our team now with with Joe and right, Jamar and Chase, Chase and, yeah. and all the guys, all the guys now that you know they they've grabbed the town, you know, and and so the town's excited, the people are excited, and uh, it was kind of neat because you look down and see. Paul Brown, he came in after we won, after we going to the Super Bowl. He came in and did the icky shuffle, right. and so that was that was the highlight of the locker room right there. Well, you know it's you know it's amazing when at a time when technology wasn't as prevalent, social media wasn't as big then. But you had kids from you know all the way out here in Hawaii doing the icky shuffle. I mean, so it it you know one little clip like that, it, it clearly was catchy. Oh yeah, it's just like it's like right now everybody's doing the gritty, right? Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know when they score a touchdown, I don't care who you are, everybody's doing the gritty now, right? Right. You know, and and uh, the guys from LSU, you know, Chase and uh, Jeffries and all of the guys throughout the league, but I think when Chase started doing the gritty, everybody started doing the gritty. You know, right. my little grandson's doing doing the gritty. So Uh-oh. it's it's a it's a fun it's a fun thing to see him do, and my wife even said. I'm going to learn how to do the gritty. Nice. Well, I got to ask you, we spend a lot of time talking about coaching and it's fun to sort of peek behind the curtain, but I got to ask you about something. You actually uh, were, um, were honored with the 
Lifetime Achievement Award from the Bengals uh, as, as uh, the Pollard Alliance's Lifetime Achievement Award for coaching the Bengals. And so how, what was that feeling like? All of a sudden, there's a, there's a phone call. They want to they wanna honor you. Um, I, I know you don't get it. You know, we, we didn't spend a lot of time talking a lot about you and your achievements. And I want to, I want to spend that time talking about it because you, you've been such a strong, strong proponent of um, not only, uh, you know, African-American coaches, but also just coaching uh, position coaches and longtime coaches in the NFL. And then to be honored with this award, what, what is that feeling like? Oh, wow. I was, I was really taken back. And uh, it was really special because um, you get there and, and you see all the, the guys that you go out and work guys out and scouts and coaches and general managers, and they're all there. And, and uh, they recognize uh, what you've done over the years, and guys have seen it and uh, tried to duplicate it, some, some uh, scouts and some coaches on the workouts and that type of thing. And uh, it's a wonderful feeling. And then it was really special because um, my son, uh, he, uh, he went up to uh, Indianapolis with me. And, you know, when you're coaching, a lot of times you're, you know, your son and your family you know, you, they sacrifice a lot for you, mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, because 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 you're not home, right? And uh, it was it was it meant all the world to me to be there and accept the award and and the things that Mike Brown said. I was boy, it kind of took the wind out, of me, you know, because <laughs> you know he he just talked about you know the thing about uh, coaching the different individuals and getting the most out of the individuals and knowing that their personalities and and, and and he he said a truth, you know, that you're around these guys. When I say the guys, the players, and and they're like your sons, and what? so they're they're like the part of your family, you know. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, they they the the whole fraternity is one thing, but but it truly is a brotherhood. They're 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 really they really are your family, right? Oh, they really are, and so you know, just to to uh, to, to see hear him mention that type of thing and. And my son being there, and it's a little bit of something to say. Now, Derek, this is why your dad—he wasn't—he wasn't around at times when you were going to baseball practice, or you were doing this, or you're doing that. This is this is the reason he was there. He was doing he was doing this type of thing, trying to make you proud. So that was a special moment for me. Well, what I can tell you is it's absolutely well deserved. But I do have to ask one more little question: If you were playing fantasy football this season, going into this season, and you had to pick a running back, who's that first running back you think, based on today's talent, that you think is that guy? Oh, man. I'll tell you what. I, 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 like, to, I like to think of our guy. Uh, Mixon. Joe, Joe Mixon's a, a guy, but the yep. guy that I have to – I, the guy I would talk about is the guy we stopped last week is Chubb. Ah, interesting. You know, because he's a he's a beast. Yeah, and <laughs> um, we you know we did we did some things against him last week that we you know that was the success we had. Our defense did one heck of a job of shutting him down, and uh, whenever he's he gets loose in the past, we we felt the brunt of his uh, of, of all the things that he has done. So he's he's definitely uh, one of the guys that I would I would look at, but 
I, I got to look at Nixon, Nixon too because he's our guy. <laughs> so you guys heard it here first. When you guys are planning for your next offseason draft, Chubb and Mixon, those are the RB well, ones me, you guys got to look at. <laughs> well, let, let me say this, though. I, I, have to, I have to be honest with everyone. I, I don't even know what fantasy football is. I don't know how people get points or anything like that. I've never gotten into it. I've never talked to anybody extensively about it or anything. I have relatives who play it and everything, but I know nothing about the, the, the alignment, the draft, and anything. But I know people take it seriously. Well, I can tell you this. For your sanity and for your wife's sanity and for the rest of your family's sanity, don't get involved in it. Just, 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 <laughs> just enjoy watching football the way you do. Dan, let me just say this. Let me, let me give a shout-out to Dr. Edison Milwaukee. Yeah, in Hawaii, absolutely. You know he's a he's a great man, and uh, you know he's the minority owner yep. of the Bengals, mm -hmm. and uh, we love seeing him here in Cincinnati, and um, he has been really a wonderful addition to not only the city but the organization, and uh, people in Hawaii should be really proud of him and and how he represents the state and brings people to the games, yeah, so that they can uh, enjoy. Uh, the special moment, because I tell you, there's nothing like being at the stadium. There's nothing like being at the game. People can say, well, I'm sitting there and watching on TV. But when you're right there, it's a special time. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That that experience, that in-person experience, I, I got to see uh, a few games in my time, and I, I, I still want to see more. It's the, 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 <laughs> the energy that you get from the field, and I'm sure the players feel right back from the audience. It's, oh, they're, they're, there's something about that. That's right. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Well, you know, Coach, I truly appreciate you coming on. I know it's uh, it's well past uh, our normal bedtime, shall we say, uh, where, where you are. And I truly appreciate you staying up and, and coming on and talking story with us. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's always an honor to talk to you. And I, I, I'd love to bring you back on again and as, as time permits. And uh, maybe, maybe in an offseason when we can sit and talk about, okay, what would you do if you were the, the head coach of the Bengals? Well, you know, I, I think that when you think about that, you have to think about the total organization. You see, mm -hmm. I think that I don't think that, that the head coach makes the decision. I think the organization as a whole, as and I know in Cincinnati, I know other clubs, you know, you may have choices, but it ain't so to the man who runs the show, say it's so. Right. That's right. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. But, uh, you know, again, I, you know, I'd, I'd love, I love talking football with you and would, would love to, you know, next time you're out here, we definitely got to, got to meet up. I know that our, our, our paths literally crisscrossed where I was on the mainland when you were here last. And uh, we definitely got to, got to get together when you're back. Hey, that'd be great. That'd be great. And I'd like to say hello to all my friends in, in Hawaii. And, uh, and I coached Kalana Park. He was there. He lives in Hawaii. Oh, wow. And uh, he played. He played for me at Stanford. Wow. And yeah. so uh, I, I saw the big guy when I was there and had fond memories. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, um, yeah. again, you're, you're such a gracious guest, but so knowledgeable, and I truly appreciate you coming on. And you're more than welcome, Dan. And uh, have a great day and stay safe. Okay? All right, you too. Happy holidays to you and your family. Yes, you too. All right, that's longtime running backs, uh, uh, Coach Jim Anderson, always great talking football with him. When we come back, we'll have uh, what's going on on the uh, 
the the Monster Breaks uh, sites, and of course some new products coming out, and we'll get a chance to kind of sneak preview some of those products. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Show on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Show. I got to tell you, it is a very interesting time to be in the uh, sealed wax world because there's a lot of products coming out. I mean, a lot of products. For those of you that uh, got into the the last couple of uh, Bowman breaks and everything that are out there, take a breath, get a little relaxation in there, wait a couple of days, and on Friday, Bowman draft pre-sales begin. Yes. Bowman Draft is coming out. So for those of you that are big time into, uh, you know, baseball prospecting, absolutely got to check out, um, you know, Monster Breaks for the the Bowman Drafts that are coming up. But right now, you got, uh, you know, not only Contenders Optic and Five Star, but let, let, let's be real here. We're talking to a heavy Hawaii audience. How many of you were just at least a little surprised that Brock Purdy looked as purdy as he did this past weekend as a quarterback? Well, guess what? There are Brock Purdy products to chase. Uh, you know, for those of you that don't know, Panini Black uh, is actually up uh, uh, right now on Monster Breaks. But Panini Black is a product that actually has Brock Purdy in it. Uh, so, you know, definitely go check them out. Again, monsterbreaks.org. Uh, go check out the, the website. But also, uh, don't don't forget, um, keep tabs on them, not only on Facebook, but on IG. Because uh, they announce specials, especially this time of year, all the time. With special breaks going on, and if you buy into certain breaks, there's different giveaways that they do. But again, if you are chasing Brock Purdy, then uh, Panini Black is one of only three products that have them. And uh, of course, Monster Breaks has that. Uh, there, speak, you know, speaking of the the sort of randomly weird new quarterback run that that we've been on here, and I think Kyle Reno and I did talk about this during this segment one time. There's there's so many new guys that were in. Uh, these these drafts that people just maybe haven't heard of or, you know, maybe because there weren't a lot of first-round draft picks loaded in that people just didn't give a lot of chance to. But, you know, as we talked about, Mariota, who it pains me to say it, is being benched, but that means another rookie quarterback is going to start this week. And if he does well, the Falcons may actually find themselves in a position where they're just actually picking up a few linemen or a few, uh, you know, additional uh, horses in the, in, uh, I should say, you know, in those trenches. And, and, you know, they got themselves some talent. They got, they got Kyle Pitts. They got themselves some definite running backs. And that, that could be a very interesting team. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. Those of you that are big-time Mariota fans, as I am, uh, just because he's, you know, a Hoy guy. But, you know, he's a great person as well. Um, you know, he's... Uh, Hit a little bit of a rough stretch. The team couldn't close out the deal on a few games. A couple of interesting passes didn't quite go the way they're supposed to. And he finds himself, again, battling for a job. Now, again, if Ritter does really well, look at how many quarterbacks going into this year that we didn't think were going to start started a game and could find themselves starting next year. And that's going to make it not only from 2020s, draft class but 2021 and now 2022's draft class that turns out to have basically most of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL now there is some conversation about whether guys like Rodgers or Brady are going to change teams in the offseason and of course those guys are some of the 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 old dogs when it comes to to quarterbacks I'm not sure how much Brady still has in the tank I know Brady would beat me up if I if you heard me say it but um 
you know, it, whether whether or not he can carry another team to the Super Bowl, I think there's a lot of things that have to sort of fall right for that to happen. I think Rodgers is still very talented. But sometimes you have to ask yourself, you know, what's going on between the ears there? Is there is there enough um, is there enough there to really truly lead a team to the Super Bowl again? Hard to say. And then you look at the 49ers where clearly that coaching staff knows how to get the best out of the talent they have, not only through injuries, but through injuries to the most significant position people talk about in the NFL. <laughs> a lot of a lot of football teams, the quarterback. And, you know, who would have said that going into this year, boy, Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, boy, it's just it's it's awesome they have those two because that's gonna be the difference should something go wrong and they can get themselves to the Super Bowl and but if you know something happens to both of them, they're still going to be fine because they have Brock Purdy. I, I, I don't know anybody, even, even the most diehard 49er fans who said, yeah, you know, I feel really good about Trey Lance. And if Trey Lance goes down, we got Jimmy G there. But boy, you know, if Jimmy G goes down, at least we got Brock Purdy. I, I just, I, I think most of us would be lying to ourselves if we said that. So you got to look at even coaching staffs and how they actually shape things. So from an investment standpoint, because this segment, we talk a lot about who we should buy, who we should sell. If you have Brock Purdy's, might be a good time to sell. Not, not because I think Brock Purdy is not going to be a decent quarterback. No, no, no. There's not, enough, there's not enough film on that yet. But the reality is that Jimmy G is an established quarterback, and Trey Lance was drafted so high that they're going to give him another crack at it. I don't know what that leaves us as far as Brock Purdy. Maybe he goes to another team. Uh, maybe there's a trade there that gets worked out. I don't know. But but I do know that I, I, I just don't see from an investment standpoint that being a good opportunity uh, for, you know, for us to look at buying. Now, if you have it, by all means, sell it. Now, if you're, if you're lucky enough to pull it in one of these breaks, same thing. I would, I would look at you know, seeing if there's an opportunity to maybe get it graded because the playoffs are right around the corner and uh, we get a good grade, then at that point, look at selling. But long-term hold, I, do, I don't see Brock Purdy as the guy. Now, a lot of people ask me what to do with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo now. I do still think that as far off the, the maps as Trey Lance has fallen, if you look at his higher-end stuff, the prices have still stayed pretty strong. So it's still a scary time to buy into Trey Lance now. If you do have opportunities to get some on the lower end, we, we definitely have an opportunity. Uh, we got a we got a caller. We got Junior on the line. Junior, what's your question? I'm just saying that I can't believe you're a 49er fan. You know, because <laughs> all the 49er fans were down when Trey Lance was or Garoppolo when Trey Lance was named the starter, and even the 49er people were saying, "Let's trade that guy." But he was the guy that led them to the Super Bowl, which we should have beat them. You know, against Patrick Mahomes, we were beating them the whole game. And Patrick Mahomes just throws a, you know, a bomb to Tyreek Hill or whoever caught that ball. KC wins the game, and they're chirping like they're the best in the West, which they were. <laughs> but the Niners, time and time again since Joe Montana, and those Joe Montana jerseys must be worth a lot. I'm saying um, maybe invest a little bit in the Purdy jerseys because in San Fran they're printing Let's Purdy shirts. 
Well, thank you, Junior, for calling in. You're absolutely right. You know, Junior has a point. But, but you know, to, to, to double down on Junior's point here, the 49ers have a long history of fantastic coaches who have made a lot of players look quite, quite good. And that does include Jimmy G and Trey Lance and, in, in this case now, uh, Brock Purdy. Well, we are up against the break, and we do have a trivia contest coming up. So if you want to give us a ring, 808-296-1420, now is the time to do it. Uh, you're listening to Sports Cards and Collectibles show on ESPN, Honolulu. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles radio show on ESPN, Honolulu. Welcome back to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show. we got our trivia contest here. All right, the question is, which NFL team has the most playoff wins without winning a Super Bowl? If you know the answer, give us a ring, 808-296-1420. First up, we got Roland on the line. Roland, where are you calling from? Hey, uh, calling from uh, Honolulu. Roland from Honolulu, okay. Which NFL team yeah. has the most playoff wins without winning a Super Bowl? Uh, I would try to guess, I know there's like maybe three or four, but I'm going to try to guess Cincinnati. No. Oh, good guess, though. No. All right, so let's move on to Tyler. We got Tyler on the line here. Tyler, which NFL team has the most playoff wins without winning a Super Bowl? Um, I'm going to take a guess to uh, Carolina. No. No. Ah, I guess this is a tougher question than I thought. So if you know the answer, give us a ring, 808 296 1420. I'll give you a hint. NFC North. NFC North. That should help because that should help eliminate at least a couple of the teams in the NFC North who already have Super Bowls. So which NFL team has the most playoff wins without winning a Super Bowl? If you know the answer, give us a ring. We, we Looks like we had quite a few people call in just now and then hang up. So maybe they didn't quite know the answer. Uh, but... Um, yeah, NFC North. That that is my hint. And again, uh, all right, we got Kalani on the line. Kalani, which NFL team has the most playoff wins without winning a Super Bowl? Uh, Vikings. Absolutely, the Vikings. And and uh, stay on the line. And Tanner will grab your information. Not only are the Vikings got the most playoff wins without winning the Super Bowl, I think twenty-one wins or something crazy like that. But they're currently leading the NFC North again, which means they're. Based on their record, unless there's some really odd collapse, and and you know the Lions who are incredibly hot right now, and uh, you know shout shout out to some of our transplants out there in in Detroit Lions world, uh, you know unless there's some, some strange turn of events here, the Vikings going to find themselves in the playoff again, which means are they going to add wins to that total and then maybe work their way towards a maybe potential Super Bowl run? Or is this uh, Vikings run here where they're finding themselves, you know, coming back and, and winning some of these these tight games? Is that going to come back and bite them in the butt? Hmm. Kind of interesting to think about. But look at, the, look at the teams that are currently holding up the bottom of the NFC North. I, I am not sure anybody would have predicted the Packers and the Bears being by far um, the bottom two teams coming into this season given – some of the quarterback play that we have seen in this division. I, I I don't know that anybody would have anticipated 
the struggles that Justin Fields has had in terms of winning games, uh, definitely there, there's some expectation of struggles there just in terms of learning the position. But a uh, little bit surprised with some of the, the wins and losses and how those haven't kind of really turned themselves around. I'll be honest with you. I was going to be surprised if Aaron Rodgers had a better than 500 year, so I'm not surprised with their record. I thought it actually might have been worse. So, you know, to to their credit, they're not the absolute bottom, the Bears are, but, you know, who, who would have guessed that the, the, the resurgent Lions would have found themselves second in the division and, and you know, on the cusp of having a winning record? Oh, the, we're talking Megatron days when that's been happening. Well, we are running out of time here. I do want to um, take this opportunity to make sure I thank all of you for listening. Of course, I want to make sure I want to thank my uh, special guest, longtime running backs coach, uh, Coach Jim Anderson. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking to him. I do want to make sure I thank all of my sponsors and kind of give you guys again sort of that tease lead in for, for next week that – you know, you got to make sure you listen early and listen often because next week is going to be sort of our holiday giveaway show where we give away a lot of stuff for the holidays. I want to try and see if we can bring some big smiles to people's faces out there and uh, give away a lot of prizes next week. So we're going to be keeping the phone lines busy and keep uh, Tanner busy answering calls next week and and uh, keeping the office busy trying to give away those prizes. So make sure you listen early and often next week. Uh, we'll be on here. At uh, 6 p.m. on ESPN Honolulu, that's AM 1420 or 92.7 FM on the Sports Cards and Collectibles show. Uh, and again, that will be the last show for the year. So if you have any other questions on products you want us to look at, by all means, uh, shoot those texts over or shoot me those messages. And we'll make sure we get those products uh, talked about before the season, uh, before the year rolls out. If you haven't gotten a chance to jump onto Monster Breaks, check them out because come Friday, uh, no, of course, because you want to go Brock Purdy hunting, but also come Friday, the Bowman Draft pre-sales start. I want to make sure you guys get on that. So, all right, this is uh, Darren Kimura saving an awesome, awesome, awesome week and happy collecting, guys.